Hey y'all and welcome to this moment. This moment is where I like to discuss where I'm finding God in this moment. I believe that God can be found in all our moments if we truly take the time to look. I also believe that this very moment may be exactly what God has been preparing us for. So come on with me and let's take a look at this moment. y'all and welcome to this moment. This is Jamie. I'm so glad that you decided to join me. Um, I have some updates for you today. I know it's been a while since I've been here and I'm sorry about that. Life happens, you know, um, and I'm determined not to stress if I can't get here every week. While that is the goal, I won't live and die by whether I do it or not. Um, I have started working out. That's a cool new thing. Um, We're going to the YMCA and I've been going to some strength training classes. That's pretty fun. Some yoga classes. Um, and when I was prepping for this um, this podcast, I was thinking about just how sore my muscles had been. And they were screaming at me. Like the first week, I could barely like relax my arms. They hurt so bad. But it's good. I know it's good, but it doesn't change that it hurts, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Excuse me. We have also been dealing with weather change congestion in the Harvey house, so that's been fun. Please note the sarcasm in my voice. Uh, I have also been working on my watercolor painting. It's super therapeutic for me, and I've actually taken a class to kind of improve my skills, I'm thinking about maybe posting some of my paintings on the website to share with you guys just so you can see kind of what I've been doing. Um, if that's something you'd be interested in, comment on um, in the comments. Let me know. Hey, yeah, we'd like to see it. Or hey, why don't you just keep that to yourself? Um, feel free to be honest. Uh, there have also been, just in the time that I've been absent from you guys, um, just the awareness that mental health struggle is real. I could use your prayers, people who listen and know me, um, you know that that's an area that sometimes feels really hard. And sometimes it feels like it's the hardest battle that we're having to fight is the one that's within our own selves. And that's not just for me, that's for a lot of people. And we're going to talk about that some more a little bit. Um, But I just, I would appreciate your prayers on that. All right, moving on to some recommendations. I have been blowing through some audiobooks, y'all. I am enjoying them so much, and I cannot praise the Hoopla and Libby apps enough. It's given me access through my public library to so many more books than I would have access to on my own. I just can't afford that many books, Um, but also I can't get to them as quickly as I can through those apps. The Harry Potter series narrated by Jim Dale cannot say enough good things about it. It was so fun to listen to. And I know I've talked about it before, but I finished the whole series. It was so great. Um, I've been listening to the Hunger Games series, including the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. If you have not heard that, listen to it, read it. It's so good to read. Um, She has this uncanny ability to get me invested in the villain. Like, I know he's going to be a bad dude, but I want him to succeed. And then I'm like, whoa, why do I want him to succeed? Um, but it's super fun to listen to. 
I haven't been listening to a whole lot of Christian nonfiction or anything like that. I am looking forward to reading a book um, called When Thoughts and Prayers Are Not Enough. It's on the issue of um, guns and shootings, particularly mass shootings and school shootings in the United States um, from a Christian perspective and how we address those issues. I have not read that yet. I'm looking forward to reading it. So once I do, I will certainly let you guys know. I am also, <clears throat> sorry guys, I want to recommend um, a book called Hava by an author named Tosca Lee. I really enjoy her writing. Um, I've read another book by her called Demon. I read a series that she wrote with Ted Decker that's super good um, called The Sovereign Series. Really enjoy her writing. She kind of does this speculative biblical fiction kind of thing. Um, and this book, Hava, is from the perspective of Eve and if Eve could tell her story. I'm rereading it now while listening to it now. Um, I don't recommend if you listen to books out loud and you have your kids around, maybe not this one, um, because Adam and Eve um, had a very intimate relationship and some of that comes through in different places. Not in a vulgar way, guys. Not in a way that's inappropriate, but it probably is more age appropriate for adults. So just letting you know that. Um, but I do, I did like it. I've enjoyed that book um, each time that I've read it. It's a little different kind of writing than, say, Harry Potter or The Hunger Games. They're different kinds of books, different styles. So just be prepared for a different style. If you know you like it, then great. She has some other really good books that I would definitely say check out. But those are my recommendations right now, guys. I hope you enjoy them. Hey, y'all, for this episode, we are getting to talk, getting ready to talk about some um, current issues. And I just want to give a trigger warning and a disclaimer that I am going to be talking about sexual issues, sexual abuse in the church. Um, I'm also going to be lightly touching on pro-life issues and um, violence. So if those things are issues for you, you may just want to skip today. If not, and you're interested in the conversation, please join me, but definitely be warned that those topics are going to be addressed. All right, so let's talk about um, some current issues. The Southern Baptist Convention about a year ago decided that they would have a third party investigate sexual abuse allegations within the Southern Baptist Convention. And that third party has just now released that report. And these leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention, the thing that has been most startling to people, because people expected it to be kind of bad. But even if you expected it to be bad, it turned out it was worse than that. So the leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention have kept a list of these offenses of the people who were abusers and then have done nothing about the issues. These pastors and leaders who were accused of abuse were the ones that were actually being protected by this list and not the victims. Um, and it seemed that it was being done in order to protect the mission of the Southern Baptist Convention. But y'all, we have to do better than this. We have to take care of the poor and the vulnerable. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention has taken really hard stances on women in leadership, and they have actually even kind of taken over the Southern Baptist Convention. One of the things that they have kind of 
always said is that they are an autonomous group. You know, each church gets to make their own rules kind of thing, unless, and this is kind of what came about, uh, I don't know, maybe a decade or so ago, that um, unless the leaders that that church puts in place, the Southern Baptist Convention deems unbiblical. So in that case, if a church puts a woman in a leadership position, the Southern Baptist Convention can come on and say, we're, we're going to revoke your membership in the Southern Baptist Convention because we don't believe that women should be leaders. Meanwhile, they're allowing men who have been accused of abuse to retain their leadership positions and have also kept a list of these things in order to keep those men in positions. And it's it's looking a little bit, it's looking a little bit bad, Southern Baptist Convention. I'm just going to say it. Um, and I, I just, I have to wonder which one Jesus would be more upset about. Would he be more upset about a woman sharing the gospel or would he be more upset about leaders taking advantage of vulnerable people? And, and maybe we could ask the money changers at the church or at the temple, you know, or we could ask the Pharisees and see which one Jesus, you know, who did Jesus have more trouble with? Or was he more upset that Mary was the one taking the message from the tomb to the disciples? I'm going to venture to guess he wasn't upset about that because he was the one who put that into play. And he was the one who put the gospel to the woman at the well and had her go and tell it to her community. So I just, we have to do better. We have to look at who Jesus was And we have to try to mimic his character. And this just doesn't do it, guys. It doesn't. Sorry. I apologize. And I think it's connected to the other issues today that I want to talk about. One of which is pro-life. There was a leak not long ago from the Supreme Court of the United States that there was a possibility that Roe versus Wade would be overturned, which is um, that abortion was legalized in the United States from the federal standpoint. I think that taking measures, I want to be very clear about this. I think that taking measures to reduce the number of abortions is important. I think that we need to also think about what else pro-life includes. How else do we value life? Because it's it cannot just be that we value unborn children. We have to also value their mothers. We have to also value once they are here and they need resources and they need help, we have to value those things. We have to value life in all of its states. We have to value our senior citizens who are in care facilities. How do we value life on that end? We have to think about all of the different ways that life can be valuable. And if we say we're pro-life, what does that mean? Because it has to mean more than just we don't want abortions. Um, Because while that's important, there are other things that take life. Day before yesterday, Tuesday, I'm recording this now on Thursday the 26th, but on Tuesday the 24th, there was a shooting, a mass shooting at an elementary school and 19 boys and girls are dead and two adults who tried to protect those children. And we have to see that that is a pro-life issue. If that's not a life issue, I don't know what else would be, but we have to think about things like school shootings. And if we're saying that pro-life 
is about sacrificing what we want or what would be convenient in order to protect the life of the unborn, then we have to think about other ways where we can sacrifice to protect the lives of others. Whether that's children in a school, whether that's people in a grocery store, whether that's my neighbor who doesn't believe in Jesus, whether that is... um senior citizens that are in a care facility where people aren't really taking care of them. We have to look at how we can protect all life, all life, not just unborn life. It, it has to be bigger than just that. And I know that there are a lot of issues. I know that there are a lot of opinions, but there have to be hard conversations. We have to have them and we cannot stick our heads in the sand and hope that it all works out. We have to have those hard conversations and we have to have them in love with a mind and a heart that seek to be like Christ. We have to reflect his character in everything that we do, not just how we vote, because that's important, and not just what we say should and should not be allowed. We also have to reflect his character while we're having the conversations. And and I know that different people focus on different aspects of Jesus's character and that sometimes these waters are muddy and it's hard to figure out, but it's worth us working to figure them out because we have to protect life. Um, and, and I just want, I want to take just a couple of minutes and actually pray for these situations. I don't do this often where I take some time out of the podcast and just pray, but I think it's important and that that's what I want to do now. Lord Jesus, we just come before you with broken hearts. I I feel broken, God, because I don't I don't know in my tiny little human mind how to fix it. And that's worrying. And God, we just, we pray for intervention and we pray for protection um, as people go to work and people go to school and life has to keep going and it feels so, so hard. And God, we pray that you would just guide us in the everyday little steps that we take to say that we value life that we value the life of our neighbors, we value the lives of our family, we value the lives of babies and children and unborn children and senior citizens and everyone in between. God, I pray that you would just help us to show how much we value the life that you have given us, how much we value your creation. God, I pray that you would just turn our hearts back to you, that you would draw us in with your love and kindness like your word says you will. And God, I pray that we would be a beacon of truth and we would be a beacon of love and light in a very dark and unloving time, God. I pray that people would look to Christians as a place of safety and not as a place that is to be feared. I pray that we would be able to have the conversations that need to happen in order to move us away from death and into life. Whatever that looks like, God, I pray that you would help us to be willing to re-examine the things that we have held dear to see what we can do to protect 
life, what we can do to honor you with the lives you've given us, the opportunities and blessings that you've given us. God, I just pray that you would just give us eyes to see and ears to hear from you the next right thing, the next right step. And God, I just pray that we would honor you with our time and honor you with our mouths and with our hearts, that those around us would know how much we love you, God, that we want to work towards a life that honors you in our in our own families, in our homes, our communities, in our states, in our country, as a part of the bigger world, God. I thank you so much for your sacrifice, God, that you sent your son to die for us, that we could choose to have eternal life and salvation. And I pray that we would be willing to share that in the way that we live and the choices that we make. In your sweet, precious name, we pray. Amen. All right, so the topic I want to touch on today, my this moment, is actually pretty brief. Um, I, In the process of trying to sell our home, we have had to do a lot of cleaning. We've cleaned the yard and we have cleaned inside the house. And as you clean, something has been kind of being, my eyes have been opened to the fact that the more you clean, the more you see that needs cleaning. Um, so for, for example, we have taken great strides in working on cleaning up the yard, um, and getting better grass to grow and mulching areas and things like that. And then all of a sudden we'll see this one section, like this one flower bed that now has weeds all in it, or this section that all of the flowers have now died and we need to take the dead flower heads off, um, so the more you clean, the more you see that needs cleaning. Um, I, and it's never ending. Like cleaning is never ending. I think about the kitchen because I have two little girls and I stay home. Um, and so I'm like the short order cook. And by the time I finish making breakfast for them, and then I make breakfast for me and we all eat and I clean that up, then it's time for snack. And then it's, I clean that up and it's time for lunch and I clean that up and it's time for nap. So we need milk cups and things like that. It's just a never ending cycle of cleaning. And as I was thinking about those things and being a little bit frustrated by them, I, I just really felt God kind of whispering to me that that is life. <laughs> and that was a little disheartening. Um, but he kept talking to me and that's what God does. He, he just keeps talking to me because really I need that. I need him to just keep talking to me because for one, I like to talk. So why not have a conversation with God? But also I need him to, to keep explaining things to me because my mind is so small compared to him that I need, I need more. <clears throat> so yeah, he whispers to me that that's life cleaning to see that you need to clean more. And in our spiritual life, what he expanded on with me was that the more I clean in my spiritual life, the more that I see areas that need fixing, the more I address my pride or the more that I address my greed or the more that I address my uncaring or my unrepentance, the more gets exposed. Because once you clean up one area, the next area looks really dirty. 
Um, so, you know, when I, when I'm cleaning the kitchen, um, what happens is that with four people in the house, we end up using a lot of dishes and they don't all make it to the sink in the course of the day. So as I'm cleaning the kitchen and I'm bringing all the dishes to the sink, you know, now all of my counters look really nice and clean and they're not cluttered. And then I look at the sink and it is full and it is dirty. And now that is an area that has to be worked on. So as we clean up our lives, as we clean up our spiritual lives and we work on things that need working on, we work on our pride, we work on our anger, we work on our kindness or our patience or our joy. We could just go through the list of the fruits of the spirit here because I need to work on all of those things all the time. But as we work on each of those things and each one gets a little bit better, we see that the next one needs work. And it's just a cycle of continuing to get better, continuing to clean up. Um, I, I think about when uh, I've been going through our house and getting rid of things we don't use. So I'll make one sweep through and I get rid of all the things I think I don't need and I'll give them away. And then as we're living our life for another week or so, I'm like, well, I don't use this other thing either. So I put it in a box and then, well, I don't use this either. And I put that in the box. And eventually by the time I get to the end of that week, I have a whole box of things that I I didn't use. The more you clean, the more needs cleaning. And, And that is the true fact of life that we never stop cleaning ourselves up. But also another truth is that we will never be completely clean on our own. That's, that's the difference of our spiritual life is that in order to be completely clean, in order to be that spotless individual that we try to attain, the one that's perfect and has it all together, We cannot do that on our own. That takes accepting the sacrifice of Jesus so that he can kind of stand as this filter between us and God. So God sees our life being filtered through Jesus and it comes out on the other side as perfect. So the more we clean, the more we we need to clean because we see just how much we've let things get dirty. So I just... I pray good luck to us as we work on cleaning, as we work on cleaning our houses and our yards and our cars. Don't even get me started on the car with two kids, two dogs, poor little car. Um, But, but as we also work on cleaning up our spiritual life, because that's where the important hard work gets done. And that's where the Holy Spirit is willing to meet us with his work clothes on and his gloves and he's ready to go um take that junk out and help us get it clean so i just i pray for joyful cleaning of our hearts this week and i'm so glad that you stopped in to check out the podcast today if you like what you hear you enjoy listening to this moment please consider sharing it with your friends and family so that they can hear encouraging christian content as the Lord leads me to share it with you. I love you guys so much, and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to share with your friends.